From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, I'm ready for an interesting conversation today that I think a lot of people out there are going to be able to relate to. How are you? I'm doing good, Steve. And yourself? Doing well. I'm, uh, I'm excited. We have, uh, if, if you are checking us out um, on video, we have a little bit of a new look. So I'm um, looking forward to sharing that with everybody too. And, uh, and I'm glad that we're uh, getting more traction on this. And, and I think that this is going to be another great conversation. Oh, I agree. Definitely looking good and looking forward to our adventures. So what, one of the things that we have come across, both James and I now are in a little bit of a different role where we're, we're, our careers are, have, have progressed. You know, we, we, we started out both doing programming, probably doing, doing things on a, on a, um, a very uh, specific level, maybe for a specific need um, for certain clients. And, and we, we've moved on to having to get more managerial and, and do things a little bit differently, having people that we work with being exposed to different things. And what I, what I wanted to talk about today, and, and James um, had this great idea, was how do programmers differentiate themselves and, how, and, and with regard to not only um, finding new opportunities, but, but building themselves a career? Because there's a lot to be said for people that can do a job and you can get a job done, but how do you make yourself more worth a, a, either a uh, higher job, a different position, or more money, um, just to be frank. So James, um, in your experience and you know, whether it's something that you um, did for yourself or, or what you're seeing um, others do, wh wh what do you think that that, that starts with, with regard to uh, dif programmers differentiating themselves? Um, I really think it starts where almost any job starts out, creating your projects. Um, making sure you have those listed on your resume or CV, whatever terminology you use these days, but having those portfolios of all the projects you've done so you can show what you're capable of doing. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I think that, that that's probably a big part of a, of a, um, the process of being evaluated, um, it's kind of like creating a portfolio where, where, you know, if you're an artist or you're a marketer or you're somebody who is um, a, a little bit of an artistic talent, like you know, programmers can be considered that, they, they want to be able to showcase their work. Um, and, and it's not necessarily only the names of the clients that you work with, but maybe some of the unique things you've done or, or even finding projects that really demonstrate your skill set. Um, one, one thing that I've come across is some people don't have that access, you know, in, in their day-to-day -day job. Um, what, what do you recommend there? And, and or, or what have you seen uh, people do? Um, if you don't have it in your day-to-day -day job, like if your current job does not allow you to build custom programs, you're using configurator or anything like that. One, keep those projects, but also like if we keep saying the side projects, you know, any projects you're working on at home or your own side 
uh, gig or whatever you're doing. Cause like I said, you always need to be working on our craft of programming, um, learning new things. So you can use those side projects as well and say, Hey, I'm teaching myself this, or I have a project where I'm building this and writing this. And I think those are show that you, one, you care and that two, you're always advancing and learning. Yeah. I think, think along those same lines too, I think, I mean, you're totally right. And, and from my perspective and, you know, I, I found that, that people in this industry that are, are successful usually love what they do and they're willing to do it on their own time. Um, one of the things that I try to talk about, whether we're training new people or whether it's just a, a good um, strategy is take a project that you've done and maybe write it in another language or maybe um, take it and say, hey, I want to, this is where it started and I've added features and functions or um, taken it to the next level. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that was for a client as long as it's something that provides value. And it might even be something that can be worth something in the future to, to, uh, for, for either uh, your current employer or for yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, all this stuff adds, not only does it add to your tool belt of things you can leverage on, but again, adds to your portfolio. We keep saying that you can show these to potential uh, bosses or supervisors, or even when you're looking for a promotion and, you know, you go into your current boss and say, hey, look, this is all stuff I've done here. This is stuff I've done off hours. I'm, I want to advance. And now you have things to show why you should advance uh, your career. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Uh, and and um, it, it shows initiatives, it shows your ambition, and it also shows your creativity. Uh, the, the one thing that I would point out is um, where w- w- making sure that what you do actually is valuable to a client, um, not just taking code and and making it fancier or making it more intricate, which we all can appreciate and is something that other programmers might say, wow, that's impressive. But part of that also needs to be adding value in the end to a client because we're all in, in a business setting here and uh, we're, there, there needs to be something there that you could point to and say that I created more efficiency or this is something that was made this a little bit more marketable. That's a good point there, Steve. Um, Definitely. We have to be giving value to our end users or clients. Um, We don't just throw bells and whistles in there just, you know, to rack up the bill. And then you're not, you're not being a good um, champion for your client there. And you're just, you know, Almost someone can say you're showboating just to get the program out there. Um, and that's another thing is the way I look at it. And I, I have examples where they're done badly is use this system personally. And if you are not comfortable with it, then probably your users not going to be comfortable with it. Um, like there's some of these registration systems that I use for sports teams I don't think the programs ever used because you have to jump through hoops to do anything. And none of it makes sense. I just think that there are a bunch of programmers who is like, oh, we'll throw the system together and, you know, market it out there. And 
like I said, they are all junk. I'm I'm sorry uh, if any of you guys hear program sport registration systems. Uh, they're junk. <laughs> I, and it's funny that you say that too, because it, stuff like that is what gives engineers and programmers and people in the technical area a, a bad name because th- they do something really great and, and, but they're not looking at usability. And, and, you know, that, that's, I think one, one of the reasons why there's, there was a big push toward user experience. Uh, There's, there's a big knock there because there's plenty of products that fall into that same line too, where it may have looked good to the person that created it, but how much did they really try to use it or test it with users? Oh yeah. And that's big. And that's another word. avenue to bring you back to set yourself aside is you can show your potential boss or supervisor that you take the feedback of your clients seriously when you're working on things. I mean, I've done that. I've gotten the blind spots of I wrote a UI for one of our event spaces and it made perfect sense to me. I knew how to use that system in and out. I'm like, this makes sense to me. And then the main people who are using it, they're like, uh, can you change this? Can you make it do that? And yeah, I did that for them because they were the main users, but I, I had to take my personal feelings out of it. And my, cause like I said, I'm like, this makes sense to me. I know how it works. So of course it makes sense to me. I, the user needs to be able to use it. Without a doubt there. And, and I think that that's, Something that we all have to be cognizant of, because the, the there's certainly uh, a movement in the industry that says, "Why do I pay so much for this custom programming stuff?" and and I think we need to be able to always be showing value and and ways that we're either making a an experience better, or saving time, or saving money, or um, ma- making it, providing something that can't be done with some type of an out of, out of the box solution. Um, as we wrap up, I think, you know, we should probably leave the audience with a couple of tips, you know, is anything that, um, for, for me, what I, what I definitely want to share is that you, that programmers should always be learning something should always be looking ahead, should always be trying to, um, cut their teeth on something, even if they're not great at it, because that that's certainly appealing and and it and it helps for growth, um, and, and it all also makes it look like you're trying to be with the times. But again, making sure that it isn't something that is not um, um, an isolated case that that doesn't really have much relevance to the the audience that you are trying to prove yourself to. Anything. Um, takeaway there that you wanted to share? Um, none that really popped to my mind, but again, it just build those project lists and make sure that you're doing what you can to stand out and learn and try different things. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, that's uh, where, what we have for today, James, how can people get in touch with you and uh, learn what you're up to? Um, as always, you can find me online. I'm sure you Google my name, you'll find me. But on Twitter, AV underscore James King, a writer for the Higher Ed Digital Magazine, the IT and AV column, the HEPMA 
again, anything out there, I'm sure you'll find me. And for me, you could reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social platforms, uh, Twitter and LinkedIn are probably the best bet. And uh, you could also read some writing of mine on AV Network or also on my company blog at controlconcepts.net. And uh, please keep your uh, feedback coming. We want this to be uh, a two-way conversation and we want to be able to be fielding the questions that people have uh, in the AV programming space. So we want to hear from our audience. So uh, not only uh, reach out to us, but also like and share episodes. We really appreciate it. And with that, this has been Ask the Programmer.